talk about this. Hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. No, man, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... There you go. You start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Cullen Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. That's right. Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC, hanging out with you guys every single day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6 o'clock, getting through um, a, a surreal time in, in my life and I assume everybody's life. This has been uh, just, uh, it's hard to fathom every single day. Uh, one of the many impacts of COVID-19 and all the different things we're trying to do to fight it from a, a health side of things is the way in which the economy is now hitting small businesses here locally uh, because of things like the lockdowns that are throughout Actually, I saw this, and Justin Boyd is a, a local business owner, uh, a guy that has his, his you know, um, ear to the ground, I guess, whatever you want to say, Justin, as far as what other local business owners are doing. Uh, welcome to the program first, Justin. Thanks, Greg. Um, so I, I just saw a story that half of the world's population is under some kind of lockdown uh, because of the, the global fight, as well as obviously our, our nation's fight against uh, this, the COVID-19 issues. So why don't we start there? talking a little bit more about how maybe you in your own business or, or how you've heard other business owners are dealing with the issues um, that are arising because of, you know, the way in which we're trying to fight this virus. Yeah, I mean, as a small business owner, when this all happened, I think we all felt like we just got a, a right hook from Mike Tyson, right? It just kind of hit us. And But I also think that it shows the resiliency of some of the small businesses in this area. I mean, you hop on Facebook, you can see how quickly uh, many of these businesses are adapting and trying to figure it out um, from curbside pickup to restaurants and delivery to things that didn't used to be delivery and virtual meetings. And it does show some resiliency there, but it's still a challenging time. We're learning how to do business in a very different way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so all these loans that have been talked about quite a bit from the federal level, uh, as well as I think the state level too, um, that are that are low interest or maybe even forgivable loans, uh, what is your opinion on how effective they've been? I think they just became available today, although you hear from a lot of the banks, a lot of the institutions that are tasked with trying to, you know, offer these loans to, to small businesses, that it's still, there's a lot of confusion still and a lot of struggle with getting it done. So have you investigated those avenues and do you know anyone else that has? Yeah, I think, I think everybody's got their ear to the ground on that as far as the business owners goes. I know the McLean County Chamber of Commerce has put out a lot of information. I was just on a um, Facebook Live uh, informational thing that they hosted this morning regarding the PPP, uh, Payroll Protection Program, to help small businesses be able to maintain their payroll and their employees and keep people employed through this time as well. Um, but the, even they were saying on this Facebook Live that these things are changing every day. Yesterday, there was some rumors out and applications out to fill out, and then those are no longer good, and they released some other stuff late last night after five last night uh, that are now supposedly the legit ones that we have to fill out. But, yeah, I've heard um, what I heard today. There was 1% um, loans that defer for six months, and as long as you're using 75% or better of that for payroll, um, it could be forgivable in the future as long as you meet certain criteria. But of course, I'm not a banker or anything, so I'd recommend people, uh, you know, talk to a local bank about that. But these types of things are going to be needed. I mean, there's there's businesses suffering more than others. Um, you know, we've seen, like I, I mentioned, the resiliency of some, but there's other professions that 
you know, they can't adapt. Um, I, I have friends that are hairdressers and own salons and there's, you know, there's no way to keep six feet apart and cut someone's hair. So um, these types of things are going to be needed just to help our economy survive after this. Well, you know, honestly, too, I, I miss the salons and the hair because my hair is now getting sillier and sillier all the time. And I don't want to cut it myself. So I, I totally get that. Uh, as far as restaurants yeah. go, when we look at them specifically, at least they're still able to function in some capacity, giving, um, you know, takeout or or delivery services available. Have you have you talked to any um, owners in that industry and how maybe uh, I'm sure it's not a complete solution, but how this is helping weather the storm? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely been a it shows, again, uh, giving more credit to our community, all the support that people are giving by visiting those local restaurants and establishments um, and the resiliency and adaptability of those restaurants to do pickup and delivery when they may not have before. Um, but, you know, I was talking to a business owner, a restaurant owner the other day, and, and they're scared that that's not always going to be the case. I mean, that they love the community and love the support they're getting now. But the longer uh, this stay in place order goes on, are people, are consumers going to be wanting to spend their extra income on continuing to go pick up at those restaurants and have them delivered? Or they're going to be fearful for their income and try to hold back and eat at home more, which then, of course, that has a trickle-down effect for those owners. So yeah. there's still fear out there, even though things may be going good in the short term. Yeah, no, that, that makes a tremendous amount of sense. So what what's next steps do you think as far as, I mean, obviously we, we cannot, um, you know, resume life as normal um, in the near future. We're now... Um, recommended by the federal government and actually uh, stay at home ordered by the, the state government uh, for the 30th of April. Uh, how do we try um, to, to mitigate more of the damage over the next few weeks, especially for the, the businesses who can't function at all um, outside of these loans, outside of these things they, they maybe they approach on their own? Are there other solutions the community can help, um, you know, offer to, to business owners? Yeah, and I think all those things all those things have been spoken about. I mean, anything from, you know, forgiveness or delay on some payments, um, you know, anything that local governments and state governments can do for that for small businesses would be beneficial. But also to, the, uh, you know, the consumer, whenever you're able to, I mean, still the, the businesses are adapting the way they can, and we're going to have to adapt as consumers too. So, you know, if you were someone that always had to go face to face with somebody, that's not possible. But if the place that uh, you need to do business with is offering virtual meetings or is offering some business over the phone or yeah. via Skype or what, what it may be, I mean, be, be flexible as a consumer also, because that's going to help you in the long run, because it's going to help the economy. Yeah, I really wish there was a way to, to, you know, allow more businesses to function in some capacity similar to the way the restaurants are doing it. Um, you know, allowing for individual, I don't know, but obviously with all that, the, the medical community then uh, tells us the ways in which that's it's a bad idea. I just and obviously buying of gift cards seems to be a tremendous benefit right now. I know that it's really just you know uh, providing money now for a service that still gets provided later, so it's not a a complete solution. But that's that's probably something we need to find a way to to do in a, a larger if we can, as you said, since people probably will struggle more and more financially on their own as we go. But um, that that seems like just one of very few solutions to help too. Yeah, I think we all have to get creative um, on how we do business as business owners and creative on how we are as a consumer and, and the things that we expected, um, you know, 30 days ago to be able to do, we can't do. So we got to figure out some other things. Is there virtual opportunities, um, you know, much like you're seeing everybody who works from home get on, you know, some sort of uh, a live stream thing or, or, you know, communicate with the, are there more virtual opportunities for businesses moving forward at all? Or is that just, we don't have the time to really figure that out uh, for, you know? Well, I... I think, I mean, anytime you have a crisis or, or something like this happens, uh, innovation usually is born from it, right? So 
So I think that you're going to see companies and, and, and uh, industries really move forward on some of the virtual things. Yeah. Um, I mean, look how, how many people are working from home today, um, and it has to make you wonder how why wouldn't they why weren't they able to work from home you know six months ago? How many of those people would be able to continue to work from home? Sure. So so I think I think innovation is going to come from this, um, which is which is always a positive thing. I mean, that's the silver lining to any kind of crisis is there's usually some kind of progress at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you as always, Justin, for chatting on the show. I, I love having you on um, and great insight today. Uh, I look forward to talking again soon when hopefully all this is over. Uh, a couple of my other regular guests want us to all throw some sort of party in a park or something. I think you'd probably be down to go. <laughs> I just a couple handshakes would be great to be able to do right now. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Well, it's coming. It'll, it'll, <laughs> we'll eventually get through this. But thank you, as always, Justin, for joining the show. And I look forward to talking again soon. Of course. Thanks, Craig. All right, talk to you later. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. We have the governor's press conference coming up uh, at 2.30. Uh, he usually hits that pretty much on time. So you will hear from Governor Pritzker again, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Enzike and several others. Um, and then we'll also have the presidential press conference uh, which airs around 4, 5 o'clock. That's a little bit more in flux, uh, but we continue to air those here on AM 1230 WJBC. First, a, a quick break, and then more of me. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. It's Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, first, just a quick note for anyone uh, that is unemployed, uh, because there's a lot of people in that boat, and it just keeps going up and up. Uh, millions and millions of people every single week are filing for unemployment, and I know that uh, Blake has been reporting on the fact that the website might be down, which is uh, not great. But for complete state-by-state -state information on how you can apply for unemployment resources during this crisis, check out wjbc.com. Uh, we have all that information on our website, just so you can help. Uh, just so we can help you navigate that, uh, especially if it's your first time going through a process like that. Um, you know, uh, and I know that again, the state's going to do everything it can. The you know country uh, everywhere, uh, they're all they're dealing with this all over the place. They're going to do a lot of of work to make sure that those systems are as, as capable as possible because this is just something that I think is unprecedented and not expected and not really. Again, uh, it's a similar sentence you'll hear about a lot of stuff. Uh, things weren't built for, for what's going on right now because of just how unique this situation is. I saw, um, I keep watching all the press conferences of the other states. I just, I do it every day now. It's just, I don't know. I wake up, I have breakfast, I sit. Because I'm, I'm still broadcasting from my basement bunker, uh, if anyone doesn't know, and I didn't mention that. Um, so I wake up, I watch TV for a few hours, I prep the show, uh, and then I, you know, go about my day like I'm actually at work after that. I saw that in New York now, they're going to start um, using the National Guard to uh, relocate, um, I think borrow was the word that uh, their governor used, some of the ventilators that are in upstate areas uh, into the city area where they might be uh, more necessary. There's certain systems in place to make sure uh, they said that they would never leave any you know, location in, in more jeopardy than anywhere else. Uh, they had an, an excess, according to uh, the governor, of ventilators in, in lesser hit communities. And obviously, uh, we're running very thin on those things in bigger communities. I wonder if we'll see that uh, here in Illinois and throughout the country a lot more. Because obviously, very populated areas, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, they're going to struggle with, with COVID-19. Um, probably sooner than any, obviously sooner in some of those locations, but probably... And, and so far, it's been true here in, in Illinois with Chicago. Uh, you'll have more and more of that. So 829-2345, I don't know if you'd want to weigh in uh, on your feelings there. I do inevitably think it, it may be necessary uh, to try as best you can to allocate your resources within a state correctly. Although it is a scary sentence, um, it, it's probably worrisome to think that 
if there's a crushing need right now in one area, you might over borrow. And then when the other area gets hit, if you aren't done with those items in the, in the more populous places, what, how, does, how, how much does that complicate things? Uh, but these are the curiosities that we never really thought we'd have to address. Uh, and I mentioned this when I was talking to Justin Boyd, but um, I saw this article in People today. Half of the Earth's population is now under some form of coronavirus lockdown as cases exceed a million uh, as of yesterday. So that in and of itself is just a, a surreal sentence, a surreal thing to, to think more about. To, um, you know, we're, we're all, we all have this shared experience right now that's so unfathomable uh, just mere months ago, mere weeks ago, I'd say. But it, it's something that's going on throughout the entire world right now. Your experience today, and I know it's a struggle for almost everyone listening, to, to stay at home as much as possible, to only go out um, when, when absolutely necessary, to go shopping uh, for, for essential items, and that's it. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard mentally. There's a lot of challenges to it, but we're, it's for the greater good, and you are not in this alone. We are all in this together. And that's not just a national sentence. That is a, a global sentiment. Uh, quick break and a lot more after this on AM 1230. Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm hitting some buttons at the same time. We'll try and return back from break. Let's do this. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Big announcement out of Chicago today. Um, a facility that we knew was under development, but at a facility that they uh, spoke from today. Uh, it should be a tremendous help in the fight here locally uh, and throughout the state as far as um, uh, treating people with COVID-19. Now, granted, uh, in New York, they had a naval ship roll up that was supposed to help out quite a bit, uh, service thousands of people. It currently only has 20 people at its location. I don't know if part of the complication for that facility is the, you know, the difficulty in getting people into it. That will not be the, clay, the uh, case here because, you know, our facility is a standing structure. So I imagine that it'll be uh, something quite different, but uh, a big news story. We'll have um, coverage of it every half hour here on AM 1230 WJBC from our newsroom um, because, you know, um, I am tremendously impressed with the work that went into that, the speed at which it, it happened. Uh, a lot of kudos are deserved for all of our government officials that are involved in that, uh, as well as the city of Chicago. It is something that will benefit them for sure, but it'll benefit the entirety of the state. Uh, and it is a facility that was necessary, I think, for sure, as we continue to move forward. All, the trends everywhere in the numbers are not um, awesome. So uh, that's the kind of thing that, you know, um, the, the more ability to treat, the, the better off we are as we continue to socially distance, as we continue to do other things to, to keep ourselves from getting, from spreading, uh, from becoming sick. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's still going to happen. Quite a few people are going to get ill uh, by any numbers of any of the projections, any of the modeling that's been done. And so increasing our ability to treat people, increasing the facilities in which we can do that are incredible. I also, I will applaud uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, as well for the decision to allow uh, medical workers. Now, granted, I imagine this would be tremendously sad for the medical professionals that choose to do this, but it, it makes sense and it's, it's certainly of greater good to them, to their families, that they would be able to stay in, in hotels in some of these locations for free and quarantine while treating COVID-19 patients to not be going home on a daily basis. Is that sad? Yeah, it's, it's sad. I imagine that it, no matter what you're doing, whether you're you're fighting and or treating uh, this illness, you'd want to be with family. And that, that appears to not be obviously the best possible way to do it. Certainly, you can't really visit family members who get ill 
Uh, and now the the hospital workers, if they so choose, could stay in these facilities and stay away from family and trying to clean themselves as much as possible to not spread it. So that I applaud the the offer of that sort of service. It's sad that it's necessary, but I, I'm still glad that it is, and I'm sure they are too. Uh, and other stories throughout the country, Detroit is now giving free gas to nurses working through coronavirus crisis. I think that's something we should figure out too. Any any sort of gas, any sort of you know benefits. I know that food companies, all these kinds of places are, are offering what is essentially our first responders. They are, and I agree wholeheartedly uh, with our military personnel that spoke today. This is a war. This is a this is an actual fight. And the, the enemy is not necessarily ones we are used to. It's invisible. Uh, the enemy is, you know, someone we're aware of, but can't, you can't see, you can't run at and attack. Uh, and this is how we have to attack them. And, and it's just something to think of all the individuals who are now so important to us, the medical professionals, even people that work in all the different necessary essential service locations, even grocery stores, you know, takeout restaurants, whatever, that are interacting with more people than the rest of us. Certainly the medical professionals interacting with people that are for sure ill, and doing everything they can to keep themselves okay. Um, but but honestly, it's almost like all those people have been drafted uh, into service, and it's not that they signed up for that. If you studied being a doctor, if that's the, the goal you had going to school, I don't think you anticipated having to risk your life, and, and I don't say that lightly. I don't say that, you know, as if it's not true. That's 100% true that anyone who's doing this, anyone who's even reusing PPE or any of the materials that I know that they can now clean them fairly effectively, which is exciting to the, the shortages we have in that area. But it's, it's essentially a draft. Those are the individuals drafted, and they are fighting a war against COVID-19 as the rest of us just kind of wait for it to end and, and do our best in, in staying as separate as possible. And I know, as I continue to say that stuff, it feels surreal and not like it's, it's truly hit home uh, every so often because it's just not rampant here yet the way it is in, in the bigger cities throughout our, our country. But that doesn't mean that it, it won't be. And I don't say that to scare people. I just say that to continue to encourage us to do everything we can to to prevent it from becoming a bigger deal here. Listen to all the recommendations being given out. Listen to social distancing guidelines. Uh, if you're in an at-risk group, especially if you're one of the elderly, shop during the hours that stores are now allowing for just you uh, and your, you know, and people like you to, to go shopping so that you stay away from the, the rest of the public who, you know, might not be as socially distanced, distant, distant did, I don't know, I'm making up a word now, uh, not socially distancing themselves as well as possible uh, as, as you guys probably are. If you're in an at-risk group, I think you're probably doing more there. Uh, 829-2345, if you have any comments for the conversation that came out of Chicago today, we will also take the presidential press briefing, the coronavirus task force press, press briefing later on in the show. And I want to remind everybody that at 5 o'clock, I also give away food. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Moe's was willing to do this. I will continue to brag about the fact that they were willing to do this because to me it was it was such a, an important thing. I wanted to do everything I could to, yeah, and I know it's something silly. It's not, it's not going to fix anything. It's not going to, you know, um, make anybody better. And that's, I, I wish I could do stuff like that. I just, I can't do more than what I'm capable of. But uh, I asked our bosses if I could give away a meal every single day. Just one, 10th caller at five o'clock gets a $20 gift card and Moe's, was like, yeah, we'll do that. We, we, that sounds great. So Moe's has two locations, one in Normal at 1730 Bradford Lane, 862-6637 if you want to call them for carryout or delivery. Then there's one in Bloomington at East Empire, 2401 East Empire Street, 662-6637. Uh, give them a call too because they're great. They're offering a free meal every single day, 20 bucks. It's a gift card. It's got to get in the mail and then get to you with all the, the things we have going on. We don't want to chance anything. So 
it, it still is a, a bit of a, a process, but you get it, and you know, then you go in, you redeem it, and a free meal, 20 bucks on us for some delicious food. Uh, and they have some really great food, including what I, I'm now calling the socially distant burrito, uh, because they're individual burrito boxes for every one of those items. So you can get all the things you want on yours, and they won't intermingle with anybody else's. They are socially distant burritos. So even they, even at Moe's, the food is abiding by all the guidelines that are out there in the world. All right, I'll take another break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes on AM 1230 WJBC. Let's lighten it up a little bit, right? Let's, let's try to find a way to joke around about stuff. Uh, well, and also maybe tell you another story that's just kind of weird. Uh, the Tiger King star, Joe Exotic, has apparently been transferred to a different hospital because inmates had tested positive for COVID-19. That, that's sort of a surreal story, and I also have much more fun stories than that after this. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJVC. It's Craig Collins, Joe. Stand 1230 WJVC. Um, just a few more minutes here before I have to take uh, another break because <laughs> we're running a little bit behind on breaks because we run press conferences now on AM 1230 WJVC and the Craig Collins Show. Uh, I have a funny story that I want to hit first, and then I'll talk about the other thing I teased before uh, that last stop set, which was uh, the Tiger King guy might um, have to be quarantined at some point, which is sort of just uh, crazy. That, the popularity of that show has been nuts. And I don't know what it is about any of those, you know, kind of did they do it, did they not, uh, the, the murder mystery shows, the uh, criminal cases that sweep the nation via podcast, whatever. Uh, but I have a story about him in just a second. First, I want to talk about this, though. Um, and this, I, I just love the fact that, you know, we're all cohabitating in different ways now. Uh, there's actually a story I have for later on in the show about a, a couple that went on their first date wound up somehow coming in contact with COVID-19. They're not necessarily sick, but they had to be quarantined together after their first date. That is, I don't even know how you, you deal with that days in and if it's going well or not, but I'll have all the details later on in the show. But I like this. Uh, a 22-year-old uh, uh, sister and her 20-year-old brother have to live together right now. They, they have to cohabitate. And so the sister created a list of demands <laughs> in order for this to be a permanent move. Right now, it's just the kind of thing where they're under lockdown. They don't have a, a choice. But she, she created a list based on her experience over the first few days of them being together during the, the COVID-19 issues, uh, the COVID-19 crisis, and the, the you know impending quarantine that exists all over the place. And the brother, he feels like once this is all over, he probably won't be able to, to come up with these sort of things. But here they are. Here's some of the things. No eating and or drinking unless using a bottle in the bedroom. You cannot have any food or any drinks in any sort of you know living space. Unless you have any every ability to not make a mess of any kind. That's one of the, the requirements she laid down for him. No mess in the bedroom, period, actually. Goes even further. You got to be as tidy as possible in there. Uh, must not go out every night. You got to stay at home at least half the time, which <laughs> I love that. He's 20. She's 22. She's already done with that kind of thing, situation. Can't bring the guys uh, home all the time, only sometimes, as in his, his buddies. Can't have anybody coming in the house whenever they want to. This is not a, a party home. This is a sleeping home. Uh, must use uh, the, the dog cleaning chore. Must do all the dog cleaning chores, excuse me, if you're going to bring that dog into the house. <laughs> I love that, too. If it's his dog, though, I, I agree with her on that one. Must be the driver if they need to go shopping, which is that's interesting. That's a little bold. Uh, but I think it's more her, her house. And, you know, he's not paying a whole lot of money. And must cook some of the meals if they're having the same meal. She, he has to be one of the people cooking them. He can't just expect her to cook. These are all things that you find in relationships. You find all over the place, uh, people sharing responsibilities. I love the fact that she threw down, though. And these are just some of the, the rules she laid out that he wasn't sure with, as well as obviously split, splitting some of the bills, uh, dealing with other things. 
I guess the biggest problem for uh, the 20-year-old guy in this story is that he really didn't like the fact, and their names are not given, by the way. This all was up on social media for debate, uh, which I love when they do that. Um, but the guy's biggest problem was the not being able to hang out with friends. It's like, I want to have friends over. I live here. I want my friends over. And honestly, I don't know who's right in that situation, because if it is too often, you got to you know, you got to figure that out. But we're all trying to deal with living in different situations. And I just thought it was funny to see their struggle and then the impending demand list that was thrown out. All right, I got a break. A lot more coming up in just a minute on AM 1230. Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder for the rest of the afternoon. Partly sunny and mild tonight. Cloudy with some showers likely. Low of 43. Tomorrow, a few showers early. Then gradually, gradual clearing skies. High of 54. Sunday, sunny and warm. High of 60. Right now, 68 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC, hanging out with you guys until 6 o'clock today. We have one more press conference we're going to get to at some point. That is the Coronavirus Task Force press conference out of the White House. Oh, I almost died. I'm literally, like, coughing up. Uh, by the way, we all, we try, we forgot, Betty, uh, you're sitting right there. We were going to do a, an April Fool's prank a few days later today, and we didn't do it. Do you remember what we were going to do, Betty? Pull that microphone in front of you and uh, talk to me for a little second. Because we can try it. We can actually try it real quick if you want to try it. Uh, we can We can, you know redo it. Uh, do you remember what I told you last night we were going to do at the start of the show? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah Did you? You remember what we are going to do? Okay. Yes. Do you want to do, do that real quick? Because that might be a lot of fun for no, everybody but, involved. Uh, I'm not prepared at all. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Well, yeah, that's that's part of the magic of this industry, man. <laughs> you got you to figure it out halfway through sometimes. Um, so here, I want to do a thing that uh, Betty and I were talking about last night that I thought would be a lot of fun. By the way, like you have a lot of fans. People keep telling me how great it is to hear from Betty on the show. Thank you, everyone out there. <laughs> love you guys, too. You love them, too? <laughs> That's, that was very sweet. That was very nice. Uh, but no, they're, they're saying how great you are, how, you know, you deserve to be the host of the show, that I shouldn't be the host anymore. And so I thought about that, like what that would that would look like a little bit. And even though the, the intro is not built correctly yet, it's not, yeah. you know, bettied uh, correctly, but it, it will be soon, I imagine. This is what it would sound like for anyone that's looking for a... Uh, Radio show hosted by Betty. Where Hold should on. I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Over there. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Betty. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Hit yeah. you right in the... Mm-hmm. There you go. WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Betty! Okay. Hi, everyone out there. Hope everyone is doing great. Uh, it seems outside like it is like a pretty bright day. Like, I even seems like it is a little bit hot. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be a host. I don't know what I'm doing, actually, but it's kind of overwhelming. Hey, you booked a really good guest. Bring in your guest. Okay, yeah, we have a few guests. Uh, we have 
uh, Craig Collins. Yes, yeah, uh, your husband. Yes, uh, he's he's very excited to talk to you all. Well, I got a lot of sure. problems. I got a lot of problems I want to talk about <laughs> on the show. Uh, but you're a great host, Betty. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. How did that work as far as the intro goes, too? Ooh, I just dude, yelled over. Uh, you guys uh, you guys are the stars. All you guys no. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not easy. Mm. I, I mean, not, not for me, you know. I'm not like a... Wow. Betty from the Bunker is what uh, Dan Lloyd now says the show should be called. This is the Betty from the Bunker show <laughs> on AM 1230 WJVC. I like that. Uh, real quick, I want you to do the thing in Spanish that you've been doing, though. Uh, all the radio hosts, they do it all throughout Mexico. They say hi to the truck drivers. They say hi to all the people on the road every single day who are big listeners to radio stations. It's right when they come in, right when they start, you know, the show. So go ahead, take it away. Give us, give us a little bit of that. WJBC saludando a toda la gente que está allá afuera, trabajadores en las estaciones de radio, en en los hospitales, en los restaurantes, a toda la gente que trabaja todos los días desde muy tempranito, 7 de la mañana hasta las 7 de la noche. Uh, nuestro saludo desde aquí, desde, desde nuestro sótano y a echarle ganas que no nos queda de otra. Saludos, mi gente, desde el sótano de Betty Bunker. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I ended it with the Betty Bunker, too. I, I can tell. I, I know those last two words. That yeah. was well done. But see, in Spanish, you'd kill it. If we, if we tried to get a Spanish program off the, off the ground on AM 1230 WJBC, we know the host. We would pick you right <laughs> away. Uh, but no, I know that everybody is out there feeling a little bit of stress. And something that always makes me smile is putting my wife on the radio, and that was awesome. Uh, and I, I think we can work a little bit on that intro that we have for you. I, people might be able to tell that it, that it wasn't as high quality as mine. Oh, it was know. totally improvised. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> I, honestly. But it's great. Uh, and so this is Betty, my wife. She's hanging out with us in the bunker every single day. She comes down here right at 2 o'clock when I go downstairs, freezing, because it's way colder in the basement than anywhere else yeah, in the house. Yeah, you yeah. have, like, three jackets on, yes, right? Yes, I have. I have, yeah. like, a sweatshirt, my winter jacket. And then you actually, you also, you also have a... Um, Oh, we're getting a call. I got to try to get that. Yeah, you also have a uh, a space heater at the office, but we don't have it here yet, which is kind yeah, of sad. Yeah. So we we got to figure out a way to go get it. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Bunker, uh, Craig. This is David. Tell yeah. uh, your lovely wife that I miss uh, starting with the first syllable everything she said. So would you repeat <laughs> that, please? You want it in Spanish because you you obviously you speak it then, Dave. Uh, obviously, I don't. I right. and I don't even speak. French well, so <laughs> that's totally fine. Now, she, we can do it again if we could just do a segment. Betty speaks Spanish. That'll be a new a new segment on the Craig Collins show. Uh, but she, what did you say? Can you tell Dave and I what you said? Well, I just say uh, hi, and I I say I send my love to all the people who works at restaurants, hotels, uh, like uh, wow, health and uh, truck drivers, and yeah, pretty much people who are working right now out there risking their health. Dave, she's a better host than me, right? Yeah, I'd turn in your badge, Craig, and go look for a new job. Man. Oh, God. Keep hey, it up. We, Keep thanks, it up, buddy. Thanks for the call, man. I'll talk bye. to you later. All right, bye-bye. Uh, no, I, honestly, like, I don't even have to turn in a badge or anything. The radio station's in the basement now. Betty can just have it. She can just take all my stuff. I'll sit upstairs in the bedroom just sad as your host. No, but you're great. Uh, great thank job, you, Betty. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for sitting downstairs with me every single day while you freeze your, your tuck-us off. Being down here well, with I like bring 65. An extra blanket, so I'm, I'm better. Oh, no. you, do you need another blanket? No, I, go... I, I bring an, an extra blanket. Look, so I feel you're, better. The, you're the host for this segment. If you want us to take a break and get you more warming devices to get you, you know, to still keep doing the show correctly, we can take a quick commercial break. We can get you more, more <laughs> items okay. so that Betty stays warm because it's sure. very important. Uh, actually, real quick, before I take that break, I want to ask you about the story I just talked about. Yeah. The brother and sister that now have to live together because of quarantine, and the sister threw down just a list of demands of things that the brother's going to have to do. Because he's kind of been asking, like, maybe they stay 
cohabitating even after you know it's all over because yeah. it's cheaper for him. Uh, but the the sister's demands included no eating or drinking in the bathroom in the bedroom at all unless you have a bottle, an actual yeah. bottle to drink yeah. from. You know, no mess in the bedroom whatsoever. Make sure it's always super clean. Uh, you must go out uh, sometimes and stay in. Sometimes you can't go out all the time. Can't invite your buddies over all the time. You got to take the dog out for his cleaning and his chores because it's your stupid dog. Uh, she didn't say stupid. You must be the driver if they ever go shopping together. He has to drive because she's more focused on the shopping situation and must also cook at least some of the meals, especially if they're going to share the same dinner. It's a, how do you feel about all those rules? Well, if I were if I were the brother, I would do exactly what the sister <laughs> say. <laughs> what if you were a husband and your wife I mean, gave you those kind of rules? I mean, I would do anything. If I'm going, I'm, I'm going to like avoid paying rent. I yeah. would do anything like the sister requires right. me to do. Yeah, that's a rule. That's a rule. Do you wish all those rules were in place for you and I? Uh, yes. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I break some up. No, it's okay. I can uh, mute your microphone too with you. Uh, but before we break too, then, Betty, I actually just got another message from Dan Lloyd, regular listener, a friend of the show. Uh, he asked if you could teach us a Spanish word each day. Of maybe, course. Maybe a hopeful Spanish word yeah. for the situation we're in. So think about it for just a second. I uh, don't have to think about okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Hope is a very good one, which means esperanza, which means like we have to hope for the best, like good things are going to hit us and just like don't give up, you know, that's Esperanza. Esperanza. Yes. Thank you. Do you see how well I spoke that? Did yeah. I? Don't give me any roll R words, by the way. I can't do that. Like Esperanza. <laughs> no, no, uh, not doing that one. Quick break. A lot more after this at AM 1230. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC, sometimes referred to as the Betty Collins Show, depending on uh, <laughs> what segment we're in. And also, she might be teaching us Spanish now every day or maybe every week that we're here in the bunker, because I don't know if I can learn enough in just a day. But every week, we'll have like a Spanish word of the week from Betty, as long as we're broadcasting from the Craig Collins Show radio bunker in my basement, uh, as she sits just right across from me every single day uh, and comes down and, and hangs out and is going to be a big part of the show, uh, because I like talking to the people around me. And my, my wife's great. She's so many fans. I mean, they're, they're probably going to start making T-shirts, hats, uh, Betty Collins memorabilia uh, way before they're making any Craig Collins show stuff because it's called a Q factor, and uh, my wife's is off the charts. Uh, pets are gaining quarantine uh, weight just like humans, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, they're actually putting on the quarantine 15 is what they're calling it, and I, I think this is probably a side effect, um, as it says here in the New York Post article that I found. We're home all the time, and if you have pets, you're probably pampering them a tad more. Maybe the treats are coming out more often. And actually, that's another thing that my wife is is no, notorious for. Uh, we don't have any pets, but if there's ever a pet around, if we ever, you know, visit someone that has one, she, treats and Betty is like, it's the biggest combination ever. She gets in trouble with her family members because she just has to give treats to to dogs, cats, whoever, whatever's around. I have parrots. It doesn't matter. Uh, the animals are different. The the treat is what's the most important. Uh, Caller, what's your name? This Brian. Hey, buddy, what do you want to say? Oh, man, I just talked to the Marine. Yeah, what's up? I was just talking. Yeah, with, I'm just getting <laughs> off of work. I was talking to him for like an hour. So he went from getting the OC spray. To yeah. Today was taser testing. Wow. Yeah. He got That's taser right. tested today? Hey. Yeah, he said you had to take it three times. He's like, one of them, they just give you a little jolt to begin with. And then the next time they press it on you a little harder and let you really feel it. And then the last time they shoot you with the gun that puts the little barbs in you. And then just, he says his knees hurt, his feet wow. hurt from his muscles literally locking up so tight. <laughs> He's like, damn, I, I don't even know. 
I hated that. Don't want to be tased he, he again, more huh? colorful language, you know. I'm sure yeah, he did. No, he's like, no. Yeah. No, he said if someone's going to try and do that to him again, they're going to have to earn it. You know, uh, like my second week here in Bloomington, I went to this uh, this charity event for first responders, for like firefighters and police officers. And the, the big gimmick at the end is one of the police officers got to tase a firefighter. So I saw like it happened inches in front of me. It looks terrible, man. Getting tased looks to be a horrendous experience. Yeah. So way to go for the Marine to, to be able to roll through it oh, and yeah. say all he's got is a little bit of pain. We had a bunch of it happen back in the Kager days at ISU. We had we are getting low on beer, and one of my buddies, like, he's a big muscle head, and he had a taser, and he decided that if anybody wanted a refill, they had to take one. Oh, I was gone. man. I left. See, I'm party's over. Yeah, I can't, I can't handle that stuff, man. That's not, that's not for me. But uh, how's everything else that's going, Brian? How you doing? Either. Oh, everything's great. It's all bud. over through Peoria and everywhere. It's like, today seemed like one of those days where people don't realize what's going on again, like, yeah. There's just traffic everywhere. So Well, and honestly, man, things, it's so. it's it's not it's harder to fathom it when it's not hitting your your area specifically. It's a lot like nine eleven actually, man. When it when it happens in New York, even though we can all, you know, understand the their horror of a, a terrorist attack in a big city, if if you didn't, you know, see it firsthand, I think the experience is different. And I think unfortunately that's the same about this. Uh, until we, we really see our community heavily impacted by it, there there probably will be some level of dismissal. Uh, still, but you're driving in yeah, Chicago every day. You're seeing West, it, right? What's that? I see, we don't go as far as Chicago. We're like we're literally like a hundred mile radius around gotcha, where gotcha. we're at right now, just a big circle. So gotcha. I don't go quite that far north usually. But you know, if someone wants to pay us enough, I'm sure. We would. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Brian. Stay safe out there, bud. Yeah, have a good one. All right, you too. Later. Yeah. Uh, this is Craig Collins Show on AM twelve thirty WJVC. I got to take a break in just a minute or two. But I was talking about the the quarantine fifteen that pets as well as people are putting on. Uh, my wife has been baking a lot, so we're we're definitely. I think Craig's going to emerge from the quarantine, a you know, differently sized human, and that's okay. I'm just, you know, I went in and not knowing that there'd be so many baked goods, but uh, you're watching the baking shows and making the baking products, so that's been awesome. Uh, pets pick up on subliminal messaging, they said in this story, and they are going to pick up on the anxieties and the stresses of their owner. Anytime when there are changes in a daily routine, it's going to disrupt both our pets and uh, you know our own lives. And maybe even some of that that eating, apparently, that's happening from pets that's causing them to gain weight, too, is is shared emotions, uh, which I just love. That's And especially with dogs, they say, are the, the pet that's most likely to, to binge eat with you. It just makes dogs better all the time. Every story I find, I'm not against cats. I don't, I don't mean to belittle cats. If you have a cat, that's great. But in my opinion, dogs are just better. They eat, they eat emotion food with you. Cats don't do that. It's not the same thing. A dog looks at you, they smile. If you're sad, they're sad. And then if you put a, you know, a couple extra uh, snacks in your mouth, they're going to do the same thing. That's the kind of animal we all need. I got to convince my landlord to let me get a, a dog and all this. Because if we, if we were allowed, that's absolutely the first thing I would have done when I found out that I'd be you know, working from home. Is A dog would have been an immediate need because it just breaks things up even a little bit more. And I, I want a man's best friend. All right, I got it to break. A lot more on AM 1230 after this. Wait for it. Wait for it. Tones and I. Tones and I is just one person, by the way, and she has great, great music. Our rest of the day, partly sunny and mild. Tonight, cloudy with showers likely, a low of 43. Tomorrow, a few early showers, then gradual clearing, a high of 54. Sunday, sunny and warm, a high of 60 degrees. Right now at the radio, WJBC Craig Collins Show Radio Bunker, basement bunker. I don't know. I need a better word for it. It is 68 degrees outside. Uh, you are allowed to go outside to stretch your legs, to do a little exercise. Uh, Try to stay in your, your local area. Don't go you know, too far. I think you can hit the park, too, though, uh, for a quick jog or something. So today definitely seems like the kind of day where people should be doing that sort of stuff um, just to get 
to break up the, you know, the mental stress that is probably everything else we're going through. Um, one quick story, and I, I cannot believe I'm about to speak the words the way that I'm about to speak them. I, I really can't. Uh, as a Giants fan, as a huge, you know, supporter of New York, and at times um, an unapologetic, I'm going to try to use a nice word than I usually do, disliker of, uh, of all things Boston, all things New England, all things Patriots. I saw this story today, and I could not help but just be blown away by, by owner Robert Kraft of the New England Patriots' generosity, um, you know, the things he chose to do. So, so he flew to China on his own private jet, bought 300,000 N95 respirator masks, drove, flew them back to the United States, and has donated them to, of all places, New York City. Uh, there's so much tension, so much drama as far as fans go, Boston fans, New York fans, I'm sure Giants fans and Patriots fans, and I'm even doing the voice a little bit now. I'm rolling into the New Yorker. I'm rolling into the Craig Collins show uh, from where I'm home from, my hometown. And I just got to say, boy, Robert Kraft. In this one point, this one moment right here, as, as a guy that grew up in Jersey, I got to say, you know, the Patriots, not always my favorite team, but when I saw that big truck, Patriots logo, rolling into New York, trying to help people out, I was pretty impressed. I got to say, that's a good job. I'm going to clap a little bit for Mr. Kraft. Betty's going to clap a little bit for Mr. Kraft because, you know, you know, man, all right. All right, fine. Is Tom Brady, you know, pretty good quarterback now? Yeah, I guess he is. I guess I guess that's the, the East Coast guy in me will admit it, even though he's no longer a Patriot. I'll say that those years were not so bad. And uh, now I feel a little bit bad, you know, that the uh, Giants had to beat you guys up two times in two different Super Bowls. Now I feel bad about it because uh, you did a real good thing. Did a real good thing, Mr. Kraft. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I have to keep rolling into the accent when I talk about it, but I'm just so, I was, I was blown away by the generosity, the, you know, the kindness of that. The remaining 500,000 masks, that I guess, that they have will be delivered in a second shipment. So 800,000 total masks Robert Kraft went and, got, went and picked up on his own, um, utilizing, because there's so many people like getting upset with rich people and all the, the things they, they have access to, like private planes, you know, islands, et cetera. Uh, this guy utilized his private plane to fly into China, buy masks on location, and bring them back to our country and put it in one of the places that's most at need. That's just fantastic. That's just an incredible story. And again, Heller Motors in Pontiac, they're taking COVID-19 very seriously. They believe in social distancing to help end the spread. Therefore, they're working remotely for you. If you're interested in a vehicle, shop them online, send an inquiry, and they'll help you out. Visit them online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. For tonight, cloudy with some showers likely. Low of 43. Tomorrow, a few showers early. Then gradual clearing skies, high of 54. Then on Sunday, sunny and warm, a high of 60. Right now, 67 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. You're listening to The Great College Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I just got a phone call. I don't know who this is from. Uh, one second. Hold on, caller. Let me click this button. And then, uh, caller, what's your name? John. John, what do you want to say, bud? John from Clinton. I just heard, I'm listening to your station, and I just heard the first reported case of the virus in DeWitt County. Is that correct, Neil? Yes, there is a confirmed case in DeWitt, and there's a confirmed case in Pyatt. Okay. Yes, you're correct. Uh, go ahead, John. Where in DeWitt County? Where in DeWitt? That information they will not share. 
They they will not share specific information about patients. They're, they're it's a HIPAA ret- thing, yeah. uh, John. Um, all the patients they can divulge information of on their own, like if they choose to do it. But um, the government, the uh, medical professionals who do, they can only give numbers. They can't give names and information um, because uh, you know it's uh, privacy protection. Can you give me a yes or no answer? I don't know anything. I could give you a bunch of yes or no answers, and Neil doesn't know either. They don't even tell us. And it's I can, not like we're in the release that we got from the Dewitt Pyatt. They work together as a health department. Those two counties. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just heard it. Yeah, so they the only information they it, can give us is there's one confirmed in Dewitt County, and there's one in Pyatt. There's no specific, you know, yeah. if it, if it's in Clinton, if it's in a town, they won't give any of that information. Can't do it. Sorry about that, John. Huh. Yeah, this is for their protect privacy protection, man. You wouldn't want your medical stuff just thrown out there because somebody felt like they needed to do it. Uh, but they can certainly warn you where the you know where the locations are, so you can be a little bit more uh, cognizant of that. But uh, that's the best we can do. Well, I, I I think they should put it out there because people would know. See, that's uh, I've talked about this, man, on on the show before. That's what some other countries kind of did. South Korea being one of them. Uh, certainly, China locking stuff down, forcing people to take tests, and then kind of hauling them off. We're we're the U.S. man. We're not gonna. We can't. We can't go that crazy. Um, you know, uh, we can do everything we can to protect uh, the the world and the the country, but we can't violate too many privacies. Well, if it's in Clinton, because I shop in Clinton. And I would like tell you to, to stay know. home, man. I tell you to stay home. Uh, don't shop unless you need to. Follow all those guidelines. Just stay home. Uh, but that's, that's the best we can well, do. I wish I could do more, bud. And I appreciate the phone call. My, but there's nothing I can do. My wife's in Bloomington right now. Okay. She, her sister passed away recently. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you and me both. Yep. Uh, but, but that's that's the best we can do is just keep you informed in the locations that are that are experiencing issues. We can't you know, out anybody. Um, but uh, uh, stay safe, John. You know, stay stay aware of what's going on and only go out when you need to, social distance, you know, all that kind of stuff. But thanks for calling into the show, man. Yeah, so you can't tell me if it's in Clinton or not. Can't tell you any more than what we've told you so far. I got to let you go. Thanks so much for the call, bud. Um, I wish I wish I could tell him more. I, you know, I don't know more, though. And Neil doesn't know more. It's not like we're hiding it. We yeah, can't keep I mean, it a secret. If, we're not allowed. Yeah, I mean, if that if that information was divulged to us through the health departments, uh, yeah. everybody would, would report where, you know, cases are, if they're in right. Clinton, Bloomington, normal. But that's right. Through HIPAA, they, they can't. They're not allowed to do that. Here's the thing, so. too. I, we, we would start to vilify individuals if, like, say, you went as far as to, like, say, who it is, which is, I think, what John was asking for, like, give us a name and let us know. Uh, so we can avoid this person. And it's not, there's so many cases of this. They're just finding, there's new studies every day that something like 40% of people that are, that are uh, um, and this is one of the most recent studies, diagnosed or, or wind up uh, being found to have COVID-19, have it with no symptoms at all. It's called asymptomatic, up to 40%. It was originally thought of, and I had a, an expert on my show a little while back, that 1% of all COVID-19 cases would be asymptomatic and that's not just not at the beginning. That's not the first five days before symptoms arrive. That's in general. Uh, and now that's been reestimated to be as high as 40% of potential cases, meaning a whole bunch of people can transmit this thing without knowing. And so if we just out people who have it, we, we run the risk of starting to, you know, vilify individuals and make people upset that, that you know, people are out there in the world and we don't, we don't want to do any of that. And HIPAA doesn't want to do any of that. And that's why you don't know more than what we can possibly tell you. Google is actually going to do a little bit of a, eh, it's probably, 
I don't know, uh, 829-2345. I'd love to hear your opinions of this, actually. Google will start releasing location data, not on an individual basis, like you can see, hey, where Craig Collins is, per se, but they'll use all the data as a collection of information to demonstrate community mobility reports that show you out of 131 different countries where we visit, uh, what locations we're going to often, why we're going to them kind of things to the best of their estimates. They're, they're going to start giving out a lot of the data they have from all the GPS stuff that they have and all the apps that they use. So it'll be interesting to see what, what that information demonstrates. Uh, caller, what's your name? Deb. Deb, what do you want to say? When a patient tests positive, if possible, they go through every place that that patient has been and yes. contact people, you know, you know, they, they run through the background, but mm -hmm. they just can't release the patient's name. Yep. So, you know, yeah, they, I, they I do think, due diligence. I think that's a really good point, Deb. What you're saying is if the medical professionals diagnose someone with this and find out that they were in contact with other people, which they'll do a really good job of investigating, they'll contact the other people who were in contact with the person, not even necessarily right. tell those people, hey, you you were with this person specifically, but they'll mention you came in contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID-19, and then they'll test those people, or at least, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they're testing it at a local yeah. level, but they'll at least, uh, you know, look at them, see if they have symptoms, see if they have that kind of stuff, observe, monitor, that kind of thing. So there, there is proactive steps to protect the public when someone is gets sick. It's just not to the level that John from Clinton wants. Uh, but thank you for the call, Deb. Well, and, and, you know, it's gonna it's kind of like when HIV came out. They couldn't release those people's name either because yeah. they would be just persecuted. Right, right, so, absolutely. Um, honestly, it's, it's for all of our protections individually, and it's one of the great things about our country that we care about, you know, privacy, but that we would give privacy to people uh, that, are, that are sick and people that are fighting. Yeah, we just can't. Um, but yeah. at, as you said, really good point. If you come in contact with someone who tests positive, the, the health people will reach out to you to make sure that they are at least monitoring yeah. your situation. Just follow the precautions. That's all you can do. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the call, Deb. Thank you. Sure. Uh, this is Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Anyone else that would like, feel free to call in. I should mention a couple things, actually. Uh, in about, you know, uh, 40 minutes, we will give away another Moe's gift card, Moe's Southwest Grill. Uh, we're doing that every single day on AM 1230 WJBC and the Craig Collins Show right at 5 o'clock, right at dinner time. Although that might change because we have so many press conferences and I want to be able to be on the air with you guys when you're calling in. Maybe we'll give it to you a little bit earlier. Uh, it's a $20 gift card, though. Today it's at 5. Tenth caller wins it. Uh, there's two locations you can use it at. The one in Normal, which is 1730 Bradford Lane, 862-6637. Or the one in Bloomington on East Empire, 2401 East Empire Street, 662-6637. The same uh, phone number, kind of. It's 862-6637 for Normal, 662-6637 for Bloomington. But give them a call, order uh, Moses is great. Really good food. I, how can you go wrong with like tacos and burritos at times like this? That's comfort food. That's happiness food. That's the kind of thing we all should be eating when we're sitting at home, you know, dealing with what we're dealing with. And then the other thing I want to mention, uh, I've been doing this crazy bracket on my show. I wanted to replace the NCAA, replace March Madness with whatever I could do, which is not much. I can't do a whole lot to, to capture the, the magic that is that tourney that had to get canceled because of everything going on. Uh, so I came up with the list of the Top things you can do while stuck at home, including binge-watching TV shows. Um, friends of the show came up with different sports things. You can do different science things, different music things. You can, uh, you know, we're not going to do it live on the show. We're going to come right after the show. We're going to be live streaming on Facebook. We're going to be on, um, you know, uh, uh, podcast.
podcast for anyone that wants to listen after the fact. We will do the second round. We've already had the first round happen. We'll have all the teams play in the second round. You'll see all of us live, all four of us from our own socially distant locations. Uh, myself, Dan Lloyd, uh, Cody Goff, and John Davies. And we're, we're going to debate the heck out of it. It's going to be a really silly show. And my, my region is going to be brought to you by White Claw. I will be drinking some White Claws as we, uh, as we all debate that. But I'll live stream on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, right at 6 o'clock, right when we get off the air. We're just going to transition there and have a, a long-form debate without commercial interruptions because that's what you need when you debate things like sports, like athletes do. You got to do it without uh, having to take a break every so often. One more call, and then I got to take a break. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, I just want to say you're right. They shouldn't put out the name of the person or what town it's from, but, you know, down the line, somebody's going to uh, talk and figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that, you know, it, it'll yeah. the conversation will go throughout the community and people will probably figure it out. Um, and honestly, with all the social media, all the different app platforms we have right now, a lot of people are just admitting it themselves. They're just saying, I got sick, I don't know how, you know, and I'm quarantined now. But you can't, you can't out yeah. a person who doesn't want to be outed because, you know, they they might. Oh no! Something bad might happen. Uh, I just I just want to call you. You're absolutely right, Craig. Well, thank you very much, uh, man. I, I love calls like okay. that. <laughs> okay. Calling all the time. Talk to you later. Like have, right. have have a good weekend, Craig. Thank you. You have a good weekend too, bud. I, I like that kind of call, Craig. You're 100 right. Okay, I'll take that call all day long. Quick break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. The CNBC News Report coming up during this break is brought to you by Busey Bank. See Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder for tonight. Cloudy skies, some showers likely later on, low of 43. Tomorrow, a few showers early, then gradual clearing skies, high of 54. Then Sunday, sunny and warm and a high of 60. Right now, 67 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230, WJBC. Hanging out with you guys all day today till 6 o'clock at least. So I guess uh, not that much longer, just a little bit longer. Um, but I, I'm here. My wife is here. She's sitting across from me in the uh, radio bunker that we've created in the basement of our, of our house. Uh, that has been a lot of fun. Um, to, to broadcast from here for the last week or so. I guess I'm going to be here for a while, uh, too, knock on wood, because uh, our industry is struggling. So I hope I'm here for a while uh, with you guys on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, but my wife is like the new star of the show. Um, I, I assume very soon there's going to be memorabilia. Uh, Betty Collins will be all over the place. Um, I'm, I'm sure that she'll be hosting the show no matter what. I, I know that they might not care uh, what happens to me in the near future, but Betty, is she's, she's in because she's been amazing, and I'm thrilled that everybody loves hearing from her so much because she's enjoying being on and hanging out with me in the bunker. And I'm enjoying you know, talking to my wife on the radio. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of romantic stories, uh, you know, sweet stories out there in the world. I want to hit this first and then I have sad news to get to, but I want to do this one first because it, it's uplifting. And then we do the sad stuff. Um, I'd probably tell my grandkids the story of how we met is the quote from a couple. Uh, their names are Nick. And uh, I believe where is the, uh, the young lady's name who's in this story too. Well, Nick Crawford is the, the name of a, a guy who started uh, dating someone off of an app called Hinge, a dating app. He uh, reached out. They were in communication for a while. I guess they haven't, he hasn't mentioned who the young lady is, which is interesting, Nick. I don't know why you're doing that. Um, but he, he reached out. They start chatting. And then all of a sudden, I guess they, they had somehow come in contact with someone who unfortunately has 
uh, COVID-19. So they it was necessary to quarantine them, and they got quarantined together, like, right after their first date, <laughs> which is, to me, very amusing. And I, I don't even know exactly how that all how that all works, per se, but Crawford said their night out took place on March 7th, four days before the World Health Organization declared uh, a pandemic and, you know, started offering um, different advice for people to stay inside. Uh, many people still weren't very worried about it. He said, I guess at one of the bars we went to, both of us ended up, um, you know, coming in contact with someone who we later found out had COVID-19. And so, in fact, um, as this continued to just spread, as people continued to communicate about the need to, you know, stay indoors, et cetera, um, they had to, I guess, uh, hunker down together. Uh, he is 23 years old. Again, he hasn't actually mentioned much about uh, his young lady, so I, I don't know how old she is. Um, but they are now quarantined. First date. It's going well, he says still. Things are you look very positive. He's very excited. Uh, I guess she's just a little more shy to communicate that kind of stuff in the news. But how funny. Like, uh, you know, just to, to think of the ways in which people will be brought together uh, due, to, due to what's going on right now in the world, due to the fight going on right now in the world. And if this couple, like, actually makes it, like, if they get married, if, if the you know, have beautiful little babies, if that all happens, I, I, I can't even think about the stories people will tell uh, the rest of the time, you know, that these two are uh, hopefully in a very long relationship. And honestly, I'm, I'm cheering for them now. If they, for some reason, don't work out, I'm going to be very disappointed because it's sort of like just another ray of hope, another little, you know, nice moment uh, in all the craziness that we're dealing with every single day. If, if Nick Crawford and his lady that he didn't mention at all in any of this, in any of the story that I see covering it. He just talked about himself and, uh, you know, um, getting a quarantine with her, but he doesn't, no, nothing. I got nothing else. Um, but that's interesting. I hope they make it. I really, really do. All right, now on to, uh, to all sadder news. In a way, I guess, um, kind of an uplifting, you know, end to it too. Well, it's not an end. It's definitely still going on. There's a perfect storm, according to The Guardian, um, which is talking about both in America and outside of the U.S. and the U.K., uh, U.S. is facing a hunger crisis as demand for food banks soars in a, a bunch of different places. Uh, Cleveland, Phoenix, St. Louis, New York, of course, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Washington, all over. Uh, people are looking for more and more help in all kinds of ways. And one of those ways is is certainly to turn uh, to, to places like food banks for support. And the, the bright light, I guess, in this, if I'm again trying to have a positive spin on some stuff, is Jeff Bezos, the Amazon dude, who honestly, like, I, I'm not going to, complain about amounts of money that the people like him, the very rich people like him, uh, throw down to help uh, certain things. And this is a lot of money, $100 million he's thrown down. He's still worth a lot more, but $100 million is, is a really good start. Um, so I'm thrilled to see that happen. He's going to donate $100 million to U.S. food banks to help them figure out how to you know, feed um, so many people that are going to be looking for that kind of stuff. The CEO donated to Feeding America, which is a Chicago-based nonprofit with more than 200 food banks across the United States. Uh, he even posted on Instagram a photo of the food bank captioning it. This is Bezos. Even in ordinary times, food insecurity in America households is an important problem. And unfortunately, COVID-19 is amplifying that stress. This donation, the largest single gift in our history, will enable us to provide more food to millions of our neighbors facing hardship during the crisis. That's actually the second half of that quote from the food bank itself. So very good job from the Bezos you know, to, to get involved. And again, I'm going to keep saying that on the show too. There's, there's really sad, really scary uh, numbers that we wake up to every single day. Um, and that's honestly like the, it's the first thing I see. It's, I don't know why um, I, I turn on the news and that they're covering that, you know, everyone's talking about it. So I, I can throw those numbers to you if you, if you want them. Uh, there's well over a million cases throughout the world right now. Uh, 1,094,068 uh, by last total from John Hopkins. Uh, we're approaching 300,000 cases here in the United States, 
273,880. Uh, we have over 7,000 deaths. Um, we're a couple weeks away from what the modeling demonstrated as the, the height of, of loss of life per day. Uh, we hope for it to, to peak um, by the 14th, and obviously hope's a you know, weird word to use, but that is the hope that, it, that the death toll slows down um, in about you know, 7 to 10 days. Uh, it's just horrible. It's it's terrible. But as as we see all these these horrid things, um, and you know surreal things happening, and, and loss of life, and and hospitals being overrun, and I will end the show as I do every single one by applauding the people who are fighting uh, that fight. We we continue to see acts of kindness, um, and and acts of generosity, and acts of uh, you know connecting, and and especially from the private sector, the things that some of them are doing, like like a Bezos uh, to try as best they can, like a Robert Kraft today. If you missed that story. Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, flew to China on his own private jet, picked up um, 800,000 masks that the um, medical workers need to protect themselves, the PPE that you keep hearing about, flew them back and delivered his first shipment to New York of 300,000. He's got 500,000 more coming in a second shipment. That's a Patriots guy, a Boston guy, and this is a guy who comes from the East Coast, myself. Um, so I know the, the drama. I know the, you know, but obviously... That's, that's out the window. Um, the only thing that matters is is helping each other. And he, he did that. He flew and he, he got 800,000 masks on his own. And he's now providing them to the hospitals that need the most uh, in our country, which is it's a credible story. And Bezos throwing down $100 million, um, which I, I always want to say that in the Dr. Evil voice. I don't know why when it's ever that much money, but it's, uh, you know, it's incredible that he did it. He gave us $100 million. That is just uh, amazing, Mr. Bezos. So thank you for that. And we're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to come together. We're going to get through this. Uh, so a quick break and a lot more on AM 1230. I got a story totally just switching gears about a baseball player who got injured while at home, um, which always, it makes me giggle. I'm sorry. I don't mean to giggle. It makes me giggle a little bit because it's, this is so like regular life human. He's a, he's a famous athlete. He's a Texas Rangers pitcher. And he has an injury that probably a lot of us, a lot of parents have experienced. A uh, quick break and a lot more in just a minute on AM 1230 WJBC. Greg Collins show on AM 1230 WJBC broadcasting from my radio bunker, my uh, basement uh, for the next uh, however long this needs to be. Uh, thank you to all the people who called. Thank you to people, all the people that reached out. Um, and uh, honestly, also uh, congratulations to our winner of the uh, gift card, the Moe's gift card. We did get a winner uh, pretty quickly, actually. So I'm, I'm glad that everyone started calling again at five o'clock. I think we might be switching the time for next week, though, because I don't want to um, force people to call in when we got a... Uh, you know, uh, a press conference airing, which is what usually happens. But Sandy Lewis, uh, congrats on winning. Um, enjoy it. It should be fun. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to pick those up in the store. That is from Moe's. They're very cool to to do that for us. I had asked our bosses right after everything got kind of crazy, um, you know, with uh, the lockdowns and everything else and with people struggling. I asked if we could give away one meal every single day, and Moe's stepped up. They have two locations, one in Normal at 1730 Bradford Lane, uh, that is 862-6637 to give them a call. And they have one in Bloomington, too, which is 662-6637 to give them a call. 2401 East Empire Street. I uh, really like those people at most. They're, they're really good people to, to be willing to throw down and uh, help out, especially when, you know, restaurants are struggling just as much as everybody else. Uh, and yet, you know, it's important to do what we can, and they're, they're doing it. So you get a free meal on AM 1230 WJBC and the Craig Collins Show. Uh, the Rangers guy that I was talking about, Rangers pitcher, his name is James Jones. He is out until 2021 after he tripped over his kid's toy. Uh, and I don't mean to, you know, like it's terrible. If you were an athlete and this is how you got injured and then you can't play a season, that would be 
awful. Not that, you know, there's actually much of a season happening right now in baseball anyway, but he's 31 years old. He's a former, uh, you know, LIU star. He underwent season-ending surgery Wednesday and is expected to be sidelined until the spring of 2021. Anyone that's a parent knows the, the rogue accident that can take place, especially with a toy. I'm not a parent. I just know from all of my siblings who are and just all of my friends who are that this these can be terrible, um, just random accidents. He tripped over a, a toy and fell awkwardly, according to MLB.com. Uh, this isn't Jones's first season-ending injury, sadly. He missed all of 2017 because he had to undergo, undergo Tommy John. But certainly this is the first time that a toy took him out. And obviously, since we're all just uh, at home and sharing spaces with, you know, uh, loved ones instead of being out there doing stuff in the world, I imagine he probably feels a little sad that it all it just ended this way. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's life. And I, I feel bad for the guy, but it's, just, it's those headlines every so often that jump out, you, they grab you because, well, wow, like that's crazy that, that the toy and just the awkward fall of all of it, like you probably don't even believe it. Honestly, if you get hurt that bad, through that situation, you're probably sitting there like realizing maybe slowly how bad it is. And you just, you just refuse to think that this is how a season ends. Uh, there's several baseball injuries that I can remember. Aaron Boone, a former um, Yankee player, now the Yankee manager, got hurt during a pickup basketball game. And that's why Alex Rodriguez became a Yankee, one of the, the more well-known Yankees ever. So it, it's crazy that that, you know, happens so often, especially to baseball players for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it seems like it happens to them more than anybody else. All right, I got to take another break. Uh, more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC and the Craig Collins Show after this. ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see more cloud cover overnight tonight and into tomorrow morning. Expect some rain showers as well as a cold front moves through. And we might see a few lingering showers into tomorrow morning, but should be dry by lunchtime at the latest. And then skies will clear for the afternoon tomorrow. High temperatures as we start the weekend will only be in the 50s. We're back to the upper 50s to near 60 on Sunday with mostly sunny skies. More clouds back in the forecast on Monday with high temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. Could see some showers and thunderstorms, especially later in the day. That rain chance will continue Monday night into Tuesday and even warmer on Tuesday with afternoon high temperatures reaching the low 70s. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Right now, 67 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. Right, it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, these are really hard times for all of us, um, certainly hard times for anyone that's uh, fighting uh, getting ill or has a family member who's ill. Uh, so prayers go out to everyone here locally, uh, statewide, nationwide, and throughout the world, actually. So I guess globally, too, uh, who's impacted by COVID-19 in a more direct uh, sense, other than just the economic and, you know, uh, ways in which we're all really impacted uh, by COVID-19. I'm going to try as best I can to, to still have fun on, on the radio show because I like doing that. Uh, too. So I, I found this story that I thought was pretty funny. It's out of Michigan. A couple, uh, Amy Simpson and uh, Dan Stulick, uh, I assume, Stuglick, <laughs> of the famous Stulicks in, uh, in Michigan, uh, had a wedding planned for just this past weekend. Uh, and obviously, because of the way things happened, that didn't go the way they had hoped it would go. They couldn't invite any of their friends. But something really cool happened. And I don't know exactly why, if they have a connection to this company or not, but a, a packaging company, uh, Menasha Packaging Co. Uh, decided to go ahead and provide them with cardboard cutouts, about 100 of them, 
So even though they were still having their wedding at home with just the most basic of people that, that are supposed to be there uh, to get that done, like a priest or whatever, uh, and I think they even might have done that remotely, actually, they put cardboard cutouts of all their family and friends up throughout the home so that a lot of the pictures they took could still seem like they kind of, sort of, had the people in it, a hundred different cardboard cutouts. Uh, the, the couple was thrilled to get it. Um, they, uh, the company actually said, I wanted to do something creative, or excuse me, the husband said, I wanted to do something creative so she wouldn't walk down the aisle with an empty, you know, uh, set of photos. That was a painful part, but her wedding was uh, being stripped away from her. Uh, but the company stepped in and helped us out. Uh, so I guess he, he reached out to try to get some supplies and they decided, you know what, we'll just give you a hundred cardboard cutouts for free. And then you do the whole the whole wedding via cardboard cutout. That is a really cool idea. Uh, it reminds me of a story I talked about. must have been a week or two ago where someone had a wedding entirely via streaming. So all of the family members attended, air quotes, but they all did it over the internet. And then again, it's just a you know, basic couple having a, a wedding and that's it. Um, but today's technology, man, the way in which we're all so resilient, we figure out ways to get around stuff. We figure out ways to do things anyway, like still get married, still have a wonderful time, and then have photos that you'll probably laugh about as well as maybe be a little sad about, but you'll probably inevitably enjoy the fact that you did it that way because it's so unique. That's such a unique experience. Uh, 829-2345. Call in if you think that was an amazing idea or if there's anything else you'd like to share. I really, I really am willing to talk about anything on the Craig Collins Show, and I love it when the conversation is two-sided, so please call in. I also saw another uplifting story, in my opinion, of a guy that's been jogging around town. Uh, this is actually out of England. He's, he lives in a, a North English town uh, called Stockport, and he goes jogging every day. His name's Jason Bard. He's 34. But what does he do different now that uh, COVID-19 is a horrible thing and so many people are stuck inside? Uh, he dresses up as Spider-Man. <laughs> he throws on a Spider-Man costume. I don't know how he got it. I assume he had it. I assume this is not a guy who, who bought this, but he thought it would be fun for the neighborhood that he's running around to like maybe lift spirits. And apparently kids in the, in the community love it. They love it. Um, and it's honestly, it reminds me of all the times that my family told me I was going to get to meet Batman. If you were a kid stuck inside right now, wherever you are, and you saw Spider-Man run by once a day, just doing his regular jog in full costume, that would be amazing. That's, that's just an incredible move by Jason. He said that he thought it would lift the spirits and all the kids are just so in love with it. Um, so I, again, like kudos to you. I think there are going to be a ton of stories every single day that we can find. Uh, John Krasinski actually famous for in, as being an actor in the office. He's got a show on Amazon. He's a director. He does a bunch of stuff. I think he launched a new YouTube channel called like Good News and it's just all good news. That's all it is. There's no bad news. It's just uplifting and positive, happy stories. Uh, you should look it up. It's a really cool little youtube thing that he's doing alone on a shoestring budget um but it, it's similar to these i i assume stories like this will wind up in there guy dresses up as spider-man to lift the community every day while jogging that suit by the way though real quick if i can mention it you gotta wash that a lot i mean if you're going jogging and trying maybe he's just doing it casual although that's not really the spider-man way if you're gonna dress up as a superhero and run through the neighborhood you better be setting a personal record every single day in my opinion and you better be washing that suit once, twice a day, maybe to keep it clean, because I, I can't imagine the amount of sweat. You know, if you've ever worn a costume for anything, a full, the full situation, uh, which I now am admitting that I have several times. I've even dressed up as Captain America to go to uh, radio station things. It, you get sweaty. You definitely get sweaty. I would not want to do athletic stuff in that, but it's awesome that he's doing it 
because of how much it's probably uplifting the community. All right, I'm going to take a break. Coming up at the tail end of the show, I do it every single day. I'm trying to figure out a way to give away a prize uh, so more people call in. But at the very end of the show, I had like four or five minutes left, so I'm going to take a longer break here and give myself that time. I applaud all of our medical professionals, uh, first responders, what I'm essentially calling the troops on the ground, uh, like so many others are, because we're at war with COVID-19, and, and there's people who are fighting it for us, and they'll be fighting it every day. They're people who didn't really necessarily choose to, to put their lives in danger on a daily basis. Uh, when you want to be a doctor, you want to be a nurse, or you know, any other medical professional, I don't think you, you imagine your, your life to be in the kind of jeopardy that they might be in. Uh, medical professionals are dying. Police officers are, are dying from COVID-19 now. There's so many communities that have people that are showing up every day, putting themselves in harm's way, and just, just doing it willingly. They deserve applause. Uh, there were a bunch of videos sweeping the internet doing that, so I said, I'm going to do it every day to close my show, and I want one listener. I can only take one listener from my radio bunker. So uh, in about 10 minutes, someone please call in to help me applaud those, those workers. First, a break, a little bit more Craig Collins show, a couple more silly stories, and then applauding our healthcare workers after this on AM 1230. I'm here. I'm here. The Craig Collins Show, your WJBC forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Rest of today, partly sunny and mild. Tonight, cloudy with showers likely low of 43. Tomorrow, a few early showers, then gradual clearing, high of 54. Sunday, sunny and warm, high of 60. Right now at the WJBC Craig Collins Show Radio Basement Bunker, 65 degrees. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. That's right. More Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Caller, what's your name? Craig. Yes. Did she get any more of the mask made? We still need to get more. Oh, I, I lost her. Linda, call right back. We need to get more materials. Um, we don't have enough materials yet. we got to get those materials. Linda, call back. I hung up on you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I was trying to click the music off. I clicked wrong buttons. I have so many things in the studio right now, or my basement studio, that I'm doing at the same time. Um, but if you're still listening, Linda, she did not get any more of the masks made yet because we gotta we got to make a run, and we got to include Joanne Fabrics in the run along with the grocery store. We just don't go out you know, often now. So we wait until we desperately need to go out and then we do everything all at once. Uh, but if you call back uh, or if you're just hearing this, Linda, if you're not calling back, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, it was an accidental hanging up of, of the call. Um, but uh, yeah, she's, she's working on it. My wife makes masks for anyone that's like, what's Linda talking about? And we gave Linda one, but she wants some for her kids too. Uh, the CDC is now, you know, talking more and more. They're recommending people wear them. They're recommending you, you cover up your mouth, your, your nose as much as you can. Um, when you go out. So everyone should. And it's not even necessarily to protect you from getting uh, COVID-19 from someone else. It's actually to protect you from accidentally giving it to someone. Say you're one of the, uh, what we're understanding to be a higher and higher amount of people who are sick with no symptoms and transmitting COVID-19 to others. If you're one of those individuals and you're just going out, you know, living your life, you could potentially get other people sick. So wearing a mask is actually just like everything else we're doing. It's to protect people, you know, that, that could get sick, not necessarily a barrier uh, to keep you safe, but it's it's smart, and I think it does work both ways. My wife is very proud of the one she made. It's uh, got material in it that seems to work for that kind of thing. All right, a couple quick stories. Linda's not calling back. I totally didn't mean to hang up on you, Linda. I just want to make sure you know that if you're still listening, uh, you can call back, 829-2345. I'll get you back on the show. Uh, convenience stores are no longer be able to do the, the soda and the, the hot dog roller thing. That's not going to be a thing they're going to be able to do anymore. Any sort of those self-serve items are going away 
because of the terribleness of the situation we're in, and they might not come back. Linda, you there? Yeah, Craig, I want to tell you, there's one state, I don't know what it is, that they can't leave the house without a mask. Yeah, well, there's a there's a place in Texas called Laredo that's doing that. I know about that for sure. I don't know if it's the whole state yet. I haven't seen uh, that story. But Laredo is a, is a city in Texas that I saw yesterday had added, and they're even fining people um, that can't, you know, that can't follow that rule. Yeah, I see. I don't come out of here much. All right, thanks, honey. <laughs> no problem. And we'll try to get more masks as soon as we get more materials. But Betty, her, her. Yeah, I'll buy the material if you want me to. Oh, that's wow. No, I don't. We can figure it out. But no, uh, I'm serious. I know you are. I know you are, Linda. That's not the point. Uh, my wife's not trying to make money off of this. She's just doing it out of the goodness of her own that's heart. Not it. Yeah, I know. That's not it, honey. It'll pay for the material. Yeah, she got hit up with a lot of requests though, and we had very few uh, at the time. We had very few products. So we need to we need to well, do our I'll best to get a bunch more. I'll buy her the material if she needs to. Okay. I will. Well, we'll figure, argue. We'll figure it out. I promise. We'll figure it out. But we'll we'll get it to you as soon as we can. Uh, thanks for calling in. Stay safe, Linda. Bye. Bye. I like Linda. She's a regular caller on the show. Uh, we gave her a mask. She's like, you know what? I could use some for all the kids. I could use them for the family. Uh, all right, let's do it. Uh, right about you know it's a little early. We still got a few minutes left. But let's get a call. I'm gonna start asking for a call. Eight two nine two three four five. Someone call in that wants to help me applaud the medical professionals, the people that are fighting uh, what I'll continue to call, what a lot of people are now calling, including even military people, uh, like the ones you heard speak at the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus task force uh, from the White House, and even the ones that spoke in Chicago, like, is a war. And the war is on the virus, and our first line of defense are truly our, our you know, fighters that are, that are trying to keep us all alive. The medical professionals are, are putting themselves in harm's way. They're not the only ones. Uh, they're very sad stories coming out, uh, coming from all different places in the country about uh, law enforcement officials who are who are dying of, of COVID-19 from getting sick from, you know, being a part of that community and, and doing their, their job protecting people. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of people that are going to get sick. There's, you know, people at the grocery stores throughout the country that will inevitably get the virus and they're, they're working, you know, not a great paying job and they're, they're doing it to, to help keep the stores open as well as I'm sure to put food on the table for their families and and that they're putting themselves at risk. Everybody is. So 829-2345, if you want to help me clap for the medical professionals, they do it every single day. There's a bunch of viral audio out there of people doing it all over the, the country, all over the world. Uh, this is actually audio from Midtown in New York of people clapping for the medical professionals. Um, and I, I just love the, the sound that I'm hearing every single time I'm hearing it. So I want to play some of it. And I want to do this too. I want to just like this clap for our medical professionals along with the the individuals that I can play here from you know this audio of different people all over the country all over the world um, but please call in 829-2345 every single day I want someone to clap with me my wife is here in studio too so she'll start doing it in a minute or two but I, I want I want someone to call in every single day to make sure that we we honor and say thank you to the people that I know the fight isn't you know really here yet I know that, that we, we definitely have had cases. We have fortunately have had loss of life, um, you know, even here in, in McLean County, even here in our local area. It's not to the degree it is in a, in a New York, in a Chicago for sure, um, but it, this is a fight we're all in together. So if you're, if you're someone that's like, hey, why is he doing it? Why is the radio guy ending the show this way, you know, when we're not dealing with it to the level that a New York is? Because th this is something that's going to keep spreading throughout the the country it's going to get you know scary all over the place and it's something that we need to do uh to say thank you to the people locally and all over the world uh caller what's your name it's sandy again sandy uh, you asked me 
to make sure I called today because I called yes. you yesterday after you already had somebody. Yes, I thank you so much for calling, Sandy. All right, I'm going to replay that audio. This yeah. is audio from people out of New awesome. York in Midtown that are clapping. I'm going to let my wife jump in here, too, because she's the new star of the show. Betty is. Okay. Uh, and all right, let's all go ahead together. One, two, three, clap for those medical professionals. Go ahead. Yeah. Sandy, where are you right now, by the way? Just out of curiosity, where are you right now? Bloomington. You're, Bloomington you're, my, sitting in front of my computer. You're sitting right in front of your computer right now? That is awesome. Thank you so much oh, for yeah. joining in, uh, yeah. and thank you for calling in. I, I hope that people keep doing it. Now, I hope to eventually give away prizes. Uh, but thanks for being a part of the segment today, Sandy. Oh, it's, no, that's not for this. I know, it's not. This right. is wonderful. All right, cool. Well, thank you for the Way call. Go, Craig. Thank you so much. Have you have a good night. Yep. Thank you so much. Good night. Yep. Bye -bye. You, you too. too, Sandy. All right, bye-bye. Uh, this is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. We do that every single day to end the show uh, because, you know, it's, it's important to say thank you to the people that are that are doing a lot to, to keep us all, all going, keep us all alive, keep us all, all as safe as they can. Um, and the, their cases are getting crazy in New York. In just a couple of days, they're going to be out of um, supplies is what they say. They're going to be, their supply is going to be taxed, especially for ventilators. They need more uh, they're doing everything they can to get more even throughout the state, uh, and that will continue to spread for the next few weeks all throughout the country. Uh, there will be more and more cases every single day. It's sad, uh, but at the same time, you become a, a strong person to go through this. We become a stronger country to, to fight our way through things like this. You come out the other side different, um, and, and hopefully you remember the things that you dealt with.